a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome to the expanded Inside Sources. Great to be with you for the next two hours from 1 to 3 p.m. every weekday here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, and it is time for us to dig a little deeper, think a little bigger, explore a little wider, challenge our assumptions a little stronger, and of course, disagree just a little bit better. We're going to stay with the questions just a little longer. So let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Yeah, it's so easy to get out in front and you kind of scan the headlines and think you got everything down. We want to go beneath the surface just a little bit so that we can explore these things in a little bigger, little better way and really challenge some of those assumptions of what we think we think we know. And today, of course, um, all eyes uh, are on our nation's capital. This will be the first address by President Joe Biden. It, again, is uh, slightly different than the One State of the Union. This reform uh, will be... Uh, that uh, he will be uh, presenting. This is the first time that the president will actually be uh, in front. Uh, He has spent much time in that chamber for these uh, joint sessions of Congress, uh, for State of the Union addresses. And, uh, of course, as vice president, he sat uh, behind then-President Barack Obama for eight years as uh, President Obama delivered these speeches. So this will be Joe Biden's first uh, opportunity to be in front. It will be different than normal. Uh, It will only be about half full uh, at at the bottom in terms of members of Congress. Only about 200 will be in the room there. Uh, We also know that the uh, just one representative from the Supreme Court will be there. Uh, Chief Justice John Roberts will take that role. One member of the Joint Chiefs of Staff will be there as well uh, to represent the military. And so it will be a little bit of an interesting dynamic in terms of uh, what has become really a partisan political spectacle in terms of applause lines and cheers and jeers and all of those kinds of things. It will be a little different tonight, and it will be interesting to see how President Biden navigates all of that. Uh, it may cause us to, to rethink a little bit in terms of what these speeches are, more importantly, what they should be. Uh, remember, it used to just be a report to Congress where it was done in writing, uh, which forced the president to be very precise in terms of the state of the union and uh, what was going on and what the president was going to propose in terms of the future. Uh, And so I I think it's an important opportunity for us to rethink what these addresses are. And uh, I would hope that uh, Joe Biden uh, has been advised by his inner circle. Uh, I would keep this a little shorter than normal. Uh, And I would also have it be very specific. And then remembering who his audience is. His audience was clearly not the 200 people in the chamber of the House of Representatives. Uh, The real audience uh, is the American people and our allies and citizens of other nations around the world who will also be watching to see the tone, the temperament, the confidence, and, of course, the policy issues that the president 
will declare to be his priority. One that we know uh, that he will share tonight is the American Families Plan, another $1.8 trillion package. Uh, I want to go to Brian Deese, uh, who is uh, runs the President's National Economic Council, and he kind of explains how the uh, capital gains tax increase, which is how they're proposing to pay for this particular program, uh, actually all falls out. One element of this reform uh, would be to change how we tax capital gains. Uh, and as you all know, that's income from selling stocks and other assets uh, for taxpayers that make more than $1 million per year um, in income. So I want to start by reinforcing who this change will actually affect. Um, this change will affect taxpayers making more than $1 million a year. Uh, in 2018, three-tenths of 1% of tax filers made more than a million dollars a year. So I want to start by underscoring this in simple terms. This change will only apply to three-tenths of a percent of taxpayers, um, which is not the top 1%. Uh, it's not even the top one-half of 1%. Uh, we're talking about three-tenths of a percent. That's about 500,000 households uh, in the country that we're talking about. So, again, they're proposing that they pay for a lot of these programs, getting an additional $1.8 trillion, which if you add to the infrastructure package, uh, you're up to about $4 trillion total. Uh, but you're going to hear the president make the case for this. And uh, so let me give you just a few, uh, if you're playing uh, bingo tonight and are looking for uh, words that will come up often in the course of the president's address tonight, I think you are going to hear the phrase once in a generation. Uh, he will talk about once in a generation investments. He'll talk about once in a generation opportunities for reform. He will talk about once in a generation uh, chance to create equality. Uh, he will talk about once in a generation opportunities uh, to fix our infrastructure. And uh, on and on and on it will go. But once in a generation, it's going to be part of that framing uh, of really creating this sense of urgency of this is why my administration wants to do this now and why we need to do it now. Uh, so that will be one thing for you to, to look for as you're listening tonight. Uh, the other thing you are going to hear a lot, uh, and I mentioned this earlier with uh, Maria, that you're going to hear bipartisan. You're going to hear it a lot. Uh, you'll you'll hear uh, about bipartisan support for a host of different programs, whether it's paid family leave, whether it's child care, whether it's additions to the Affordable Care Act, expanded tax credit. Uh, you're going to hear bipartisan support. And we're going to break this down with our good friend Scott Rasmussen coming up in uh, just a few minutes. Uh, the polling, you have to dig a little deeper than the top line. Uh, it's like you can ask, you know, do you think every American should have a freezer full of ice cream? And, of course, that sounds great. We should have that. But then when you start asking, are you willing to pay for it? Are you willing to sacrifice this service to get it? Are you willing to do without this in order to, to get that? Then everything changes. Uh, but you are going to hear a lot of words around bipartisan. But that bipartisan will not necessarily mean members of Congress who can actually vote on the proposal. The president has regularly referred to mayors, Republican mayors in different areas of the country who agree. So that's bipartisan. Or they will look at a poll and say 52 percent of Republicans agree that they want this policy. And so that becomes bipartisan. So there is definitely a reframing and changing of what the conversation is. 
I think one of the most important things we have to watch out for and be aware of as it relates to what's going to come down in this American Families Plan uh, is something we discussed earlier today on KSL News Radio, and that is dealing with this additional pre-K. It's an extra $200 billion, and it sounds great, more school opportunities. Uh, and at the beginning, at the beginning, the federal government pays for 90%. However, the states rapidly pick up the pace in terms of what they are responsible for, and it uh, doesn't take very many years before it gets to 50%. There's a lot of states that just are never going to be able to afford that uh, or shouldn't be on the hook for it if it's a federal program. And so, again, we, we have to think again. We have to dig a little deeper beyond the headlines, beyond the easy taglines and bumper stickers. We have to get down to the end. And and I think in the end, uh, the last thing you'll hear from the president tonight uh, will be kind of this all or nothing, that you're either for all of this or you are against American families. And that will be kind of the, the throwdown in terms of getting Republicans on board uh, to get this agenda done. Again, we're just approaching the 100 days of the Biden administration. This will be a fascinating conversation tonight. And we're going to talk a little bit later about the rebuttal uh, to the speech. Uh, coming up at 135, we'll talk about Senator Tim Scott and his role as the Republican voice for the response to the president's speech tonight. So we'll continue to cover this all the way through the speech tonight here on KSL News Radio. So stay with us and just remember. As you're looking at these things, there's often much more to it than what's on the surface or in the headline. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. When we come back, we're going to have Scott Rasmussen, an independent pollster, join us to break down some things we should think again about as it relates to polling and as it relates to what people really think and really want in the end. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.